Well, hello, and we welcome you to the World Travel Dad Show, where we help you travel intelligently with your family. With trip planning, money-saving tips, and funny stories, we are a resource for your next travel chapter. We are excited to have you here, and we hope our adventure helps you with yours. Tips, jokes, stories, and overall fun for your ears to enjoy. Now here's our host, World Travel Dad. On today's show, we are talking about Thanksgiving. If I was at home, this would mean turkey, family, and of course, NFL football. But this will be a very different experience. We are in the garden city of Singapore, with its leafy streets, high rises, endless ethnic food opportunities, and light shows. We hope you'll enjoy this take on Thanksgiving. We hope you are looking forward to your week of a little lighter work schedule and time with the family. We haven't recorded for a while, so let's first get into some headlines. I wanted to get into some news from around the world and especially in the U.S. It's been quite a long time since I recorded a podcast, but we were in... uh, Bali and we have transitioned over to Singapore for the Thanksgiving break and I've been monitoring some top stories and I wanted to give you uh, my thoughts on these stories. So of course we're going to lead with this FTX Bitcoin story and one of the things I like to discuss with Bitcoin is that I think a lot of times People are talking about, they're, they're using the term Bitcoin, but really I think they're discussing the technology that is the blockchain. And that is a good technology. I think it leads to better private property ownership. It protects people from government interference, from the evils of of. Uh, Uh, authoritarian governments and that's especially important in places of extremely high corruption levels and I am all for blockchain technology I think the internet I think Oracle networks I think smart contracts I think that's the way of the future but in my opinion uh, that's a different story from Bitcoin And I don't think that Bitcoin is the way of the future. I never really have bought into it. Um, But what I want to talk about is this uh, this FTX collapse because it really galls me to see how it's being reported. I read a lot of CNBC and I've read this article where there was some comment on the whole situation and there's so much Monday morning quarterbacking. You know, in the States, that's what we call it. It's just this uh, hindsight is 2020, um, you know, th- this, uh, this outlook that you know, anyone could have seen what was going on. You know, everyone's, everyone was, uh, is appalled at what was happening inside this, you know, FTX um, you know, trading firm. 
I think at one point in the article, the um, the author mentions, uh, or no, he gets a quote from some expert saying that finances were approved using emojis. Like we're supposed to be somehow appalled by that. I mean, if you think about it, um, if you look at it in a vacuum, maybe it sounds like a problem. But if you've ever been part of any business, I mean, a thumbs up is an emoji. I mean, if somebody, you know, sometimes that's how people communicate. Um, so I'm I'm not flabbergasted by that uh, at all in the least. And this, this whole sanctimonious sort of hand wringing about you wouldn't believe what was going on in there. Yeah, I love how when something like this happens, it's like everybody turns into a uh, some kind of finance expert all of a sudden, you know? Like, you know, average Joes all of a sudden are, are uh, commenting on how underlying assets, you know, were being determined through a, through a fractional derivative system, and you, you just can't do that, you know? Like, what are you talking about? Um, so my prediction here is I don't think that this guy, Bankman Free, did anything illegal. I'm just going to go out on a limb there. I think this was this is an environment of FOMO. I mean, you know, anyone who was involved in Bitcoin could, can't stop talking about this stuff. I mean, it's just like it's the future. You don't get it if you're not jumping on board. You know, to me, it seemed like a chain letter. I mean, you've all... It's, uh, or a pyramid scheme. I mean, we've all seen how this how this stuff operates. So um, it always just seemed like a pyramid scheme to me. Um, you know, I'm all for blockchain technology, uh, but um, you know, I think FOMO is a very powerful force in the investment world, and I think it led a lot of investors to make some bad decisions, but my prediction is no illegality here. So we'll see if that pans out. The guy will probably get indicted while I'm recording this podcast or something. Oh, and it looks like uh, Tom Brady was named in some class action lawsuit uh, for what it's worth. You know, I think in the same month Brady got divorced and sued, you know, back in the, uh, Back in the law game, we used to say uh, hits came in in threes. You know, uh, hits come in threes. So hopefully, I'm not, not. I'm hoping that that's not true for Brady. You know, I'm hoping he doesn't get some kind of terrible injury in a game or something. Next story: uh, Donald Trump back in the news. A guy can't keep his fat head out of the news he's running for president for the united states um he's gonna lose again if he if if he get uh, you know he he'll get the nomination because his base will get him through the primaries and um i think he just doesn't get it he doesn't get it that he doesn't have enough votes nothing's changed in his favor from the last um election when he lost to Biden so he's going to lose again I don't know how he's going to handle that but we have to wait two years to find out I mean he should 
we all should take a look at the midterm U.S. elections and all the Trump candidates got shellacked. Um, any, any candidate that was remotely tied to Trump did not do well. Even the ones that won their elections, they did so in underwhelming fashion. You know, they they limped across the finish line. You know, you, a couple of like down in Arizona, you had the, the governor, Carrie Lake, um, how, how she didn't win her election is, is appalling to me. And the only thing I can point to is that she went, she went wacky, you know, she went election denier wacky stuff. And that's, that's not going to fly. You know, the, the American people don't want that anymore. They're sick of it. The American people want to come back to the middle ground. That's where we've always been. It's a, it's a moderate country. That's one of the that's one of the saving graces of our country, and these people out on the fringes are just completely missing the point. And and this Doctor Oz guy, he's not crazy, but bro, you can't say crudite. I mean, he lost the election right when you say that. How many Americans even ever say that word? Utter the word crudite. And the two, uh, the two guys in Georgia, Raphael Warnock, super cool name, but he's crazy. And Herschel Walker, totally crazy. Okay, that's enough uh, politics. But I did want to point out, of course, Trump, Trump, Trump is back on Twitter. Um, and who cares? That's really a story. That's what we're talking about. So that's it. That's what that's the news. I'm over here in Singapore. That's what it looks like people are talking about right now. Uh, I'm going to start trying to do a few of these uh, current event segments because I love talking about it. And, of course, we always watch the exchange rates. U.S. dollar slipped a bit. So uh, next time it goes up, I, I recommend you get going on that WISE subscription. I'm going to take a look at, at, at top and mine up. And um, here in Singapore, what a lovely city. Just an amazing city. Um, you know, I flew, we flew over here on Singapore Airlines. Uh, stewardesses are, are wearing these like kimono style dresses. Um, that was a lovely touch. And then you, you get on the plane, they're playing classical music. I just loved it. I felt, you know, it was, it was like the airline that I've been waiting for. And the meal was great. Um, I watched uh, Top Gun, you know, late, a little late to the game on that. But I like to, I like to take care of these movies while I'm on a plane, which is a perfect time to watch a movie or otherwise not very excited about. But yeah, let me tell you, Top Gun... I haven't seen that much cheese since I was in France. That that was tough to watch. Um, I had to fast forward through the some of the Jennifer Connelly and uh, I said that like an Irishman, Jennifer Connelly and Tom Cruise love scenes. Not buying it at all. I really like Jennifer Connelly. Full disclosure, liked her in Blood Diamond. 
uh, but I had to fast forward through some of that. I started the movie a little bit late, so I was running up against a time crunch. And in fact, I didn't finish the last 15 minutes. So I'm trying to not look up what happens. That's apparently when the movie really takes off. No pun intended. Singapore, I did my research. I tried to, and especially in a place where you could be uh, caned for stuff. I'm going to pay a little bit more attention there. Um, some strange laws here. You know, I'm, I'm coming in with an open mind. Uh, can't can't bring gum into the country. That's highly illegal. Uh, no gum anywhere. I always felt like that was a a little bit much. You know, the gum thing. Don't don't quite get that one. It seems seems a little bit overboard. Um, but I'm I'm gonna be fair on this one. I'm gonna have an open mind. Maybe there's a, a very legitimate reason. Um, you can't jaywalk here. You know that's a big one. I, you know, I feel like I feel like it's illegal not to jaywalk in most of the countries we've been to, and but here it's like it's a big no-no. I mean, I I actually saw a couple people jaywalk. These people are nuts. I can't believe you're doing that. Um, I would never jaywalk here. You've never seen somebody wait so patiently for a for a green crossing man. You also can't play an instrument in public in an annoying fashion. Um, that's I can point you to the penal code on that one. That's that's how the how the law is worded. In in legal parlance, we call that uh, vague. Uh, that's a bit subjective. Um, you know, I play the ukulele. Um, I most people probably think it's annoying. Um, so we're we're not going to be. We have some instruments we bought in other countries. Those things are staying in the hotel room. They're not leaving. Anyway. Um, Singapore, it, it's kind of like um, it's like a wholesome Las Vegas. There's like light shows, cool stuff everywhere. It's kind of like a strip, uh, but it's it's wholesome. Um, I kind of like that. I mean, Vegas is a bit much sometimes. There is a casino here, and you bet we're gonna we're gonna check that baby out. So this is the Thanksgiving episode. Thanksgiving is always the last Thursday of November. Very important for the Americans to celebrate Thanksgiving. You're supposed to talk about what you are thankful for. And I thought I would go into that a little bit. And then I'll talk to you about how we are going to be celebrating. So usually you, you're with family, you're, you're eating turkey, uh, this, it's a meal that sort of mimics what the the U.S. Um, settlers had eaten when they uh, when the colonies were running out of food. And I think the story I should know this story, but um, they were they were able to sc- scrape together meals uh, of these sort sort of like peasant food from the uh, local, uh, Native Americans. And 
So a lot of the food's kind of a derivative of that. But they, uh, I'm not going to be getting a turkey uh, dinner here. Uh, I can already see that one coming. I'm not really big into the turkey anyway. Um, kind of like some of the other stuff. But, um, you know, things I'm thankful for, you know, being out uh, in these other countries, you know, it's great. I mean, um, getting a perspective, being, a, you know, I'm kind of looking back to the U.S. now and I'm seeing that, um, you know, we, I think we're still the best country in the world at some things. Yeah, you know, I think foreigners probably assume that there are a bunch of uh, people in, in the U.S. that, you know, think we're the best at everything and, you know, we're number one. Um, but, you know, I mean, there's, there's different categories here. I think we're number one at some stuff. Um, but I think we have a lot of problems in other areas. And if you watch, if you watch the, the, the legacy media, you know, it seems like we're, uh, this terrible country that's on a, you know, in a downfall and I think that's kind of emblematic of what happens with uh, the end of empires, kind of on the downswing. You kind of eat yourself from the middle. Um, maybe that's maybe that's some of the the decay going on in our society. But I think we're it's a it's a free country um, for the most part. I think. People people think of corruption and they they think oh that's just in sub-Saharan Africa or something but uh, U.S. actually ranks pretty high on international corruption scales so I uh, hate to break the news to you I mean I can quote you a study on that that I was I was looking at and uh, that's always kind of shocking for people to see but you know hey we're not perfect but I think the U.S. does a great job in um, in abolishing the caste system that's the that's the system where you kind of are born into some caste it seems very antiquated but it exists in the world you know where you're kind of born as a peasant and you know that's it you're staying there you're not going anywhere well in the u.s i mean there's there there's there are ways that you can get out of that system and that's the that's one of the great things about our country and if you listen to immigrant stories and how hard they have to fight to get to uh to the, you know the land of opportunity you know it's because of that it's because there's a hope for for a future and i've always felt like with the human spirit i think the worst thing you can do is not give someone hope to have a better life and um America needs to uh, keep that flame lit, that flame of hope, and not. We need to not uh, constantly self-immolate and criticize um, ourselves about every little thing. I mean, we should be focusing more on uh, on that flame of hope that I think is very important. And so, this Thanksgiving, I am thankful to. Being American, I'm thankful to have to be able to call that my home. Um, you know, we have a lot of problems, but I think we can work through them in a in a positive fashion. And I think we can do it in a bipartisan fashion, believe it or not. And um, 
that's my uh, hope. So this Thursday, our Thanksgiving meal will be at the Black Tap Burger down on the Marina um, Boulevard here by the Marina Bay Sands Hotel, which is pretty amazing. Um, my son's getting a kick out of that hotel. We, we saw it on a Nat Geo show, and it's like the number three most expensive hotel in the world. And it's kind of cool. You know, you watch those shows and you're like, you can't really conceptualize it. And then you can go, now we can go walk through the lobby and like, you know, get a cup of coffee and, and stuff like that. Um, pretty awesome. And they, they have the, they have this burger joint that, uh, um, it doesn't, uh, it's not a Gordon Ramsay joint. I'm not a big Gordon Ramsay fan. I'm more of a Wolfgang puck guy. I think he, uh, possibly invested in this, but it also might just be like a one-off sort of thing. Um, but it's a burger joint. I'm going to get a pale ale. I'm going to get the Greg Norman burger, you know, already have the thing picked out. Hopefully I'll get some world cup soccer going and, um, we're all really looking forward to it. So we're, we're going to celebrate the day and we're celebrating the holidays even though it just feels a little bit different and uh, a lot different, let's be honest. And uh, so far, uh, Singapore has been a terrific place for food. It's like it's food court paradise. I mean, there's food courts everywhere. They have outdoor stuff. They, uh, we went to this kind of barbecue joint outside the other night, and it's you know it's cheap food. Uh, which I love, and it's it's cultural experience. You know, you're in there rubbing elbows with locals. That's how I like to do it. You know, I'm not a, I, I don't eat at stuffy places in in the U.S. I especially don't like these stuffy high end, you know, hip joints while I'm traveling. You know, it's not my thing, but I definitely, you know, understand. I I understand why people like it. And, you know, it's, it's tough eating street food, even if it's like in a food court, um, it's buyer beware on that stuff. It, it may, your stomach may not be able to handle it even in Singapore. So, uh, don't say I didn't warn you on that, but it's great food court city. We have a reservation later this week at a Turkish restaurant. So that'll be fun. We all love Turkish food. And so I will be back with updates on that. After uh, Singapore, uh, we leave on Saturday, and we are going to Thailand, and that's that's a big ticket item. That's a 60-day stop in Thailand. Everyone's so excited about it, and I will do the same thing I did in Bali, and we'll just, we'll do a a series uh, with a numerical order from from every location, and we'll bring you the details and updates from our trip. So thanks for uh, joining us. We'll uh, see you again. Thank you for listening to this show. I am constantly trying to improve through the process of iteration. Your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending it here. We are now available on Google, Apple, and Spotify. Wherever you are listening, please take a moment to leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. And I promise to do whatever I can to send you good vibes.